Welcome to the third season of Backstory. I'm Noreen Meir, and I'm so excited to be back on the airwaves with this series. If this is your first time hearing it, Backstory is kind of born out of my curiosity with Backchat guests. And since we often hear about their political views, it's also interesting to hear how their own life experiences and childhood shaped them in the first place. Anyway, I hope you will enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed producing it. I'm kicking off the season with a guest who's a frequent commentator in the media and also with Radio 3 and labels such as pro-Beijing loyalist, pro-government and even pro-Article 23 is often associated with this man. He is NPC delegate Peter Wong and here is his backstory. I was born in Hong Kong. Uh, a big family, yes. I'm the eldest son of a family of now Six, I have six brothers, including myself, and one sister. Wow, that is a big family. Uh, but my father has uh, input a lot of good values to us. Number one is, the, I think, community awareness. And secondly, in sports. And so uh, a lot of the Hong Kong people knows my family from swimming days. Mm-hmm. Because we produce Asian <laughs> game and Olympic game swimmers and water polo players. For me, in my in my uh, primary school days in six, uh, primary six, my father is very interested in swimming, and actually he's one of the founder of the amateur swimming association in Hong Kong. So after school, even doing homework, we were working out in the uh, the, the swimming uh, uh, beaches mm-hmm. uh, in, in different parts of Kowloon and Hong Kong. Which area did you grow up in in Hong Kong? In the Mong Kok area. Okay, yes, so it was a very <laughs> Uh, uh, quite a complicated area in the old days when I was young. But I think Hong Kong is quite different then uh, from now. So I think my day was grown up competitively in sports uh, and, of course, uh, very much interested to learn about community service as my father was actively participated in uh, Kaifong <laughs> mm-hmm. associations. That is really the, 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 the community uh, associations and clans uh, from where our, our village, our county comes from, they have associations in Hong Kong. So I think that is kind of the values that uh, I was uh, uh, affected uh, by, by, by my father uh, in, in, when I was young. And when I grew up with it, now looking back, that certainly have some influence over me too, yes. Yeah. What were you like as a child, Peter? Were you quite an outspoken child? Were you quite active? Were you naughty? Uh, I would say naughty, very <laughs> naughty. You're talking about foul languages. Actually, at certain time, I was splendid in the high school that king of foul languages. You were the king of foul languages. But, then, but I was when I was scolded by my uh, the father, so I st- stopped the sp- sp- uh, the swearing, speaking, the swearing, all this and that. So. Since then, I, I, I start to to speak better. <laughs> but I'm very, very active in school, uh, from from primary to, uh, the, 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 to to secondary, and, and even in college. You know, whether in Hong Kong and abroad. Yeah. Would you say you were a good student? Did you Did you enjoy studying? No, I I, I do enjoy studying, but I'm not really at the top of the class. And actually, I carry my 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 schoolwork. Uh, halfway with my 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 sports uh, uh, achievements, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, graduated uh, both in the primary and high school in La Salle College, which I think we all know it's yeah, a very, very good school. Uh, good school, yeah, yeah. So, 
especially, I mean, the, if you are good at sports, that earn us a mark in, <laughs> in the class promotions. Yeah, what kind of sports did you play? Definitely swimming, I can I can. Swimming tell. is one of my, my key subjects. I also do a lot of fields, the 400 meters and also wow. javelin. Uh, uh, actually, I was uh, trying to try it out in most of the field events, even the, the discus. And, uh, wow. But in the end, I thought that I'm not a short, <laughs> short runner, a short, short, short field runner, but uh, I do a medium 400 meters, 800 meters. And then, uh, uh, like the, the javelin, I, I did represent the school uh, those years. Wow, Peter, this is so. That's one thing I love about doing backstory. I get to find out so much about the guests. Would you say you had a happy childhood? Uh, yes, happy. But now looking back, that uh, there's something that uh, me and my brothers have missed because uh, my mother passed away when I was uh, seven. I'm so sorry. So I was brought up uh, really with a lot of friends around and, and appreciating friendships. Uh, but of course, I do have a lot of auntie looking after us. <laughs> yeah. W- would you say you missed out on a lot because your mum passed away when, when, when you were so young? Yes, yes. Now that I have, because of course, after studying, I devote very much on my work uh, in careers, development. And of course, now in the past uh, 20-something odd years, very heavily involved in the, also the local and China politics. But now looking back and seeing how my wife and also my, my children, looking after the children, then I see what I have missed uh, mm. out of the, the from the mother's care, you know. Yeah. Well, Peter, you turn out to be a very well sort of balanced and well-rounded person, so you don't have to w- worry <laughs> oh, thank about you, that. Thank you, Noreen. Yeah. You haven't seen my unbalanced part. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit. Would you would you say you came from quite a privileged family? What did your dad do? No, my father is actually was an apprentice when he came mm-hmm. out of China. He was my grandfather was a fisherman in uh, Donggun, just across the border, not too far away. But my father, at 14, 15 years old, he don't like working in a, in a, in a fish pond. So he came out to Hong Kong, uh, stayed with uh, my, my grand, some of my grand-aunties, but he found a job in the Taiku shipyard then, in the shipyard. So uh, as an apprentice, as a welder, and worked his way up and become a subcontractor, uh, and then married uh, one of the... A boss in a factory. <laughs> so that was my mother. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, that was how my father was, you know, come across quite, I think, he was think, looking, looking back, I mean, he, he, he got away from China, come here to Hong Kong in a totally uh, With unfamiliar. With nothing, yeah. Yeah, yeah and work his way up. So when I was in high school, I also in my, um, uh, since Form 2, Form 3, and weekends and also in the summer holidays, we also participate in the, in, in the works as a contractor. You were how old? 13, 14? Uh, 14, 15. Uh, nowadays, it's, uh, it's, it's child illegal. work. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was the time when we were building Hong Kong, building the, uh, the uh, water supply tunnel, the piping from China across the border to Hong Kong. Wow. And my father was uh, was part uh, of the, yeah. the working And so community. I had the chance of going in and out and see how that work was going. What was it like being a, a young, te- a very young teenager working like that? And no, I think I, I enjoyed that experience. I mean, sharing that, learning it along the way. And uh, I think it really helps much of my uh, discipline of work in future, even in schools and, uh, and abroad. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of abroad, you, you studied at UC Berkeley. <laughs> You know, that's, a, that's amazing. I mean, you say you're not a good student. You must be a good student. I'm not a good student. But after my matric in uh, Hong Kong, 
uh, like uh, many of my my uh, schoolmates, they went abroad. So I tried to apply. Instead of going the same route as my sister and my brothers who all went to UK. Ah, was UK a much more popular destination? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, 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 and simpler from Hong Kong. Yeah. But uh, I, I want to try something different. And because some of my good friends, uh, they were in the States. And the first university that accepts me, which I took up, is Memphis State University in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis State. And uh, I spent my freshman and also part of the sophomore year there before I switched uh, school to UC Berkeley. Mm. And uh, I think that uh, that was a choice which I never regret. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a bit of a culture shock when you first arrived to the, to the U.S.? Because it's, Hong Kong, like you said, is very, very colonial. It's an enlightening, put it this way. In Hong Kong, schooling, I mean, even if we have some notion of well, what we're trying to achieve in, 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 the, in studies to get a good job or take up the family business, get a good career uh, for a good future, we never thought of uh, patriotism, uh, ethnicity, things like that, you know. But when I went to the States, it was in 68, the end of 68, uh, in Memphis, Martin Luther King was assassinated in the, in, the, in, the, in the early of the part of the year. So I still feel the tension in the community. Uh, we are yellow. <laughs> we, were, we are yellow, and uh, uh, the, 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 the tension would put us really – we are apathetic to the, to the two sides. But we can see how the community reacts, in the, in a, especially in a lot of the public places, even in college, you know. So that gave me a first enlightening of, wow, what racism is all about. Mm. And then, of course, having had the opportunity of going up to Berkeley, actually, I have two choices. Uh, when I apply for a sophomore uh, uh, change of school, one is in Toronto in, in, in Canada, mm-hmm. in UT, the other is UC Berkeley. But Both uh, good the reason why I want to go to California is because people tell me that the uh, uh, we have better Chinese food in California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I thought you were going to say because of the ladies there. <laughs> no, you know, in Memphis, uh, as everybody knows, Graceland, uh, mm. I mean, Elvis' home is there. And we did spend some uh, weekends there, not to see Elvis, but to see the girls <laughs> who want to go see Elvis. Wow. And, Were you quite uh, the ladies' man then, Peter? No, no, I just follow my, my roommates. Oh, uh, okay. Was, uh, and then learn a lot from uh, what the differences are. I mean, and now, especially when I look back, uh, say, for example, in comparing what difference, what similarities we oriental Childs are being brought up, children are being brought mm. up, compared with the West. There's some insights which I can draw upon. I mean, at, at now, at, uh, at this uh, age of us over 60. So I think that is why I, I, I'm very grateful of my, my, my uh, time in the, in the South, of course, as well as uh, in, the, in the West, in California. Yeah. Uh, it is. I think overall, I, I'm, I'm very grateful of uh, my education in the States. It really enlightened me from uh, uh, someone who brought up the childhood in the colonial uh, uh, the state and then to see what an open uh, the community is all about. Uh, of course, there are such shortcomings too, but I would say that the positive side is more than the negative side in the States. What kind of shortcomings? Well, I think, say, for example, the uh, racism. I mean, uh, 
despite the fighting. Uh, the, now I can say that with uh, Obama being the president, it has changed ever since. Mm. There was we were talking of thirty something odd years ago. When Did I was you experience racism? Oh yeah, in, in Memphis, yeah, in, in Tennessee, you know. What kind? What did they well, say it, to you? On the bus in the restaurants, you can see that there's distinct classes, hmm. uh, uh, and uh, that gave me a very, very, very uh, interesting insight and enlightenment. And actually, I start to think of the Chinese, the yellow-skinned <laughs> people. We start. The, I start actually the, the, the first. Chinese Student Association in uh, Memphis State University. You did? I did. Wow. <laughs> I said that we should have our own crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to represent. So that was really, I think, as I said, it's, it's enlightening. But of course, uh, being in the South is one thing, racism. But being in the West, especially from the year of 69 all the way to uh, 73, uh, that's the heydays. And, <laughs> and, uh, and even in America, I think in history, it opens my eyes uh, on see what is really international politics is all about, or just uh, give me a glimpse of what it's all about. Uh, and it uh, provides me with a lot of uh, uh, thinking, I mean, in future, especially now that I have an opportunity uh, in the past uh, 30 something odd years participate in China's political development. You know, that's why I think that. Uh, uh, all those uh, formation years of my beliefs, my values, uh, really uh, uh, give me a lot of input to carry out my work, even now in the dialogues in Hong Kong in our current and future political reform. You're listening to Backstory with me, Noreen Mir, and my guest this week is NPC delegate Peter Wong. Let's back up a little bit, Peter. Yeah. What did you want to be when you were little? Did you, did you have any sort of childhood dreams of, of becoming? Yeah, what did you want to be? You know, I've spoken to, I think Ronnie Tong before said he wanted to be a bus driver or something. <laughs> what did you want to be? No, actually, uh, because my father often took us to uh, his social gatherings in the community activities, like the Guy Fong Association, mm-hmm. they have programs. My father is always up there, <laughs> chairman. So I said, wow, that's really give me a good model, you know, being respected by all the other peoples and doing good things for the community. So I think I think, well, when I grow up, I would be one day to be following my father's steps on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, why didn't you become a civil servant? Why didn't you join the government? No, that is that is interesting because that has never come into my notion before. Because uh, in my days in high school in La Salle, if if you want to join the government, you have got to be really a top good student in academic, <laughs> and which to, I am not. <laughs> you went to Berkeley. Oh my goodness, you're so humble. You're so modest. I'm sure you're very smart. No, no, no. I think this is a different different thing. When I when I was in the States, the whole environment is different. It changes my mindset totally. Mm. I mean, it's uh, when, when we went out to the States, just uh, we work for... Uh, actually, uh, when I was in the States, I have no intention of coming back. When I set off, I said, well, I got a good job and like, we'll make it there. You know? What was your first job? My first job, yeah, actually, uh, in Westinghouse as a, an apprentice doing <laughs> drafting and doing the, the part of the BAT system... Uh, Wow. Uh, as an apprentice, but okay. only for a few months. Then I was, uh, uh, I came back to Hong Kong mm-hmm. be, on, on the call of the family because 
as a shipbuilding uh, uh, family, my father, who did the, the shipbuilding company, we built the first jumbo fulton restaurant. It was caught on fire. Many people uh, perished. Yeah. And you guys of, built that? Yes, yes. And after I came back, uh, helping my father to really pave uh, the, the aftermath of that, and then my first job is to rebuild the current Jumbo Fulton restaurant. Your family built that? That was my. Well, that's yours. <laughs> that Whoa. was my work. Peter, I had no idea. <laughs> I, I, I was. I, I have been a shipbuilder <laughs> and marine yeah. engineer. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that was my first job, the, the Jumbo Fulton restaurant. So every time when we I go there. I love eating there. Yes. Yeah. Now it's uh, actually, it is in good hand. Yeah. Uh, my family actually still have uh, some interest there, which is, uh, I think, represented by my sister. Wow. Uh, I but, had no but idea. But that was a uh, I mean, of course, the jumbo is in the noble house in the movies, uh, but that also highlights one thing. Uh, that was in the year 1972. Uh, in the course of the fire, it highlights some of the the gross the corruption activities in Hong Kong in the fire department. The fire boat was just around; they just won't switch on the host. Unless some money are being paid, wow! So life were lost. So that was really uh, leave a very uh, uh, deep mark in my memory of yeah. how bad Hong Kong was. But of course, the following years we see the uh, ICAC starting up, and now Hong Kong we have one of the best anti-corruption bureaus in the world. And uh, so I think that uh, that is something which I uh, always like to to tell friends. If you have a corrupted community, that is how damages could be done. Mm. Lives are being lost. Yeah. yeah, wow. Peter, I had no idea you guys <laughs> built the, the jumbo floating restaurants. That's amazing. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what you do now. You know, Peter, we've interviewed you so many years on RTHK, and you're always NPC delegate. How many years have you been an NPC delegate? Since 1993? Is Actually, it? I've been the national the uh, levels, uh, uh, the congressional members for f the, this is my fifth terms, but prior to that, I served in the Guangdong oh, uh, wow. uh, 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 provincial congress as a standing committee member uh, uh, for, for one term. So totally working in the congressional system, close to thirty years. Wow, Peter, how did you get roped into politics? How did it begin? How did your political I, I journey actually begin? Even, even up to now, I, uh, currently, I still tell myself that I'm not in politics. I'm just in social <laughs> service. Okay. But uh, until really in the past three years, I start to really uh, be fair to myself. Yes, now I'm in really hard politics. And uh, having had a chance, uh, that is a, ver a very valuable uh, opportunity for me to engage in the beginning of China's reform. And see how China's uh, gone through in the past thirty something odd years. At the same time, we also see, I also see how Hong Kong has transformed. And uh, with the work which I've been doing, which is heritage development, it put me in a lot of history. And compare with now, the world history, uh, in different nations. And especially, I'm not an academician or professional, like a lot of the lawyers and also professors in the political arena. But because I have to engage, I have to enrich myself with uh, the, the, the authentic history. 
authentic theories. So I'm not an academician, but a lot of the bit and pieces I do picked up. Peter, I got to say, you are very open and you, uh, hats off to you. You're very brave. You say, look, Article 23, June 4th, you, you say it all. Are you not worried? I mean, do, do people in the sort of, I don't know, NPC circle tell you, oh, Peter, you know, be less outspoken? Have you ever been told that? Actually, I was told not to talk about 23. Really? <laughs> By them? Really? <laughs> I was told. That's what I said. <laughs> wow. Who told you? Uh, as I said, that that is at appropriate times. I would uh, let everybody know. <laughs> wow, I'm very curious. Okay, well, okay. Enough about politics, Peter. You're sure, so busy. Yeah. You, you, you're so active in the community, and you say it's social service, but it is politics in a way. It is. It is. It, it is. is. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm especially in the past three years, uh, when the facade, I would say, of America is being taken down with WikiLeaks, with a more open. Uh, scientific techniques now, I think the government, especially the heads of states, they have to be accountable for what they've, they've done. So I think that we are seeing a much more open globe. I mean, the world matters. People can't hide. And, uh, and I think that having learned all this and also going back to some of the political studies, which I, I, I just happen to be focused on, I really admire how people like Dr. Shunet Sun, they have proposed a democratic system a hundred years ago. And what they have forecast is happening now, the shortcomings of the democratic system with only three pillars. He proposed five pillars then. And all the, 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 the other two missing pillars, if they apply today, many of this, we believe the democratic matured nations would be much benefit from these two other councils. What are the five pillars again? Well, the legislature, the judiciary, mm -hmm. and also the executive, executive are now the three pillars in the, the constitutional government. Yes. What was suggested is an examination council and also a supervisory council. Now, this examination council is to give, to prescribe uh, the aptitude for all public, for all people who want to serve the public including the congressional members. At least they've got to know how to read literate, not because of their popular, they get votes, they can go in. So there are some in this uh, education council, whoever served the public, they should have a certain minimum aptitude in terms of achievement academically and moral standard. I think there are some moral standards. Although we said that, well, it's different, but I think there are some principles Sure. which the universal value I think we, 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 we do have. And then the supervisory council is more even more important. It will check on the heads of states. And now, although we always say that, all right, if you don't like the, the, the president or the chief executive, you can vote him down, but you have to wait for another four or five years. If KMT would have adopted fully what Dr. Sun has said, Chen Shui-bian would not have eight years. Mm -hmm. If he has a corruption act, he would be fired immediately. And we would not see the uncivilized acts of fighting of body contact in the legislature yuan in, in, in Taiwan. So, and in a sense, you know, this is, this is really, when you look back, the in, intellects, I'm not sure, I'm sure it was not only Dr. Sun, but all the scholars who work along with him, they are all scholars who are well acquainted with the Western, Germany, France, the, 
America, UK, all of them great scholars. So he come up with this democratic system, and I'm proud everywhere I talk about. Yes,、uh, don't look upon it as a Chinese wisdom. It is really a summary of human intelligence. A hundred years ago, when they look at a we call it democratic constitution. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will will still think, but in Taiwan, at least they get to vote for their president. That is the one of the direct election. Is that is only one pillar.、Uh, the thing is that. But then the, they have the mandate of the people. As cliche as that sounds, I know that word is being thrown around, but the people wanted him, so they voted for him.、Yeah. And before he come up to be a candidate, there is a party system they have gone through. Sure. So it is already a selection process by itself. <laughs> wow, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> It's a different subject altogether. You know? Peter, before I let you go, what are your hobbies? What do you do、right. to de-stress?、Uh, lately, I mean, I like traveling, I like reading, and lately, I find the creativity in animations are really phenomenal. Okay. And、uh, what kind of animations? As in, I think the importance lies in the fact that. It's creative. It's imaginative. It's uh, uh, mind. I mean, stimulation, and it is important to start get our younger generations to learn things through animation. Is the best method, and I think that that is something that which I from learning. I've never heard you say that. Wow. I I I, I find myself also interested in. <laughs> <laughs> as in cartoons, as in. Animations. You'll be surprised, you know, because when 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 actually I start an animation the, the, the division in my setup a few years back. Uh, 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 as I see that,、uh, because as doing a heritage developer, sometimes to the younger generation it will be very boring history, you know, no change, and also. Architects working for me, they find me boring too because they have no create. I say, don't create your own signature. I want authentic history. <laughs> you just give me the authentic <laughs> history. Now, but to try to get a boring subject of like the history for the young teens, starting from twelve years old, yeah, when they start reading and start really develop their own characters, you start、uh, directing them to know、uh, some subjects. The best way is animation. It's fun. It's enlightening. It's educational. Wow, Peter! You know, it's such a pleasure speaking today. I learned so much from you, and I always love having you on our Radio Three programs. Well, I learned from、uh, audience and also from you, Noreen. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much, Peter. Thank you.